I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this edition of our 2016 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, Getting to Know Your Market for Data Management Service, is once again being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available on iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you use for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make every effort to have it added. And subscribing will allow you to get an alert about upcoming episodes when they're released. Thank you again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations, grow the opportunities for your customers, and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at farmersedgeusa.com slash become a representative or give them a call at 952-582-1398. Well, having had the opportunity to ride along with a number of precision farming specialists on the job, it's easy to understand why they are some of the most trusted professionals by their farm customers. Precision specialists often forge a very unique relationship with farmers who rely on them for support, education, and training on the latest technology. Well, now this bond is also extending into the relatively new realm of data management as farmers look to retailers to lead the way on collection, storage, and processing of field information. For dealerships looking to branch into this segment of the precision farming business, knowing their market is critical, says Phil Moskal, Integrated Solutions Manager with MidState Equipment, based in Janesville, Wisconsin. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Edge, we welcome Phil in to share his trial and error approach to developing a profitable data management service platform for farm customers. I like this because we're learning from others' mistakes. And I think that's the biggest thing that everyone can take away from this is you don't have to screw up yourself. We can be here and we can talk about our mistakes. And that's what I'm going to talk about is my mistake that I made here in the future. And someone else can learn from it. So the biggest thing that I found is you need to know your market. We can, working with the deer, uh, I can get uh, corporate information that they have and they have, you know, breakdown statistics of farmers in the area and other manufacturers can do that they have other resources out there that can get you that so I took and looked at my area and basically there's four different producers that I see I kind of group the part-time and traditional producers as one because you know some of the part-time producers they may farm on the side and have 300 acres but then there's also like my uncle he farms 120 acres so he's still the traditional person but he does specialty crops so I kind of group those together And in my area, I figured they were the ones under 800 acres. 
The large producers, they run 800 to 2,500 acres. And then the extra large producers are over 2,500 acres. Now, that's my area. You know, when Devin was talking earlier, he had that 90,000 acre customer. I can count the number of customers on one hand that farm over 4,000 acres in my area. So I don't have that opportunity to work with those larger customers. I had to know my market and realize that I couldn't go out and swing for the fences and hit that home run. I had to get to first base first with those smaller ones. Then you also need to understand their data wants versus their data needs. We all have the customers that come up to us at the end of the year and say, you know, I just want these colored maps printed off and so I can have them. Like, what do you do with them? Do you put them in a binder? Are they sitting in your desk? And then there's other people that want the yield data. It's the actual data. Is it just the yield monitor data where it says 400 bushels the acre and they can take that down to the coffee shop and brag? Or is it calibrated? Every bushel is run over a scale. Every bushel is accounted for. They shrink it. They dry it. Everything is there. So once you determine who your customers are, then you can know what you need to do. So the past offerings I had, the first one, you know, we wanted to get into this data realm, and we did, okay, a flat fee for all the, the yield mapping and, and printing of harvest and planting maps. We did organization and calibration there. They'd send me the scale tickets, and I'd write everything down and post-calibrate it for the ones that wanted it. And any other operations like spraying or applications or anything else were an extra charge in there. But we had no setup charges. We didn't do that client farm field setup. We didn't do any of those. That was all, you know, in there. It was in that base flat fee package. And I used the Apex software from John Deere because it's what I knew. So we charged $600 for printing those maps. And I have two customers I'm going to show the example of. Customer A, they had 1,800 acres of their own, and then they did 1,200 acres custom. They had two smaller combines. It was two brothers that ran the operation. And there was anywhere between you know three and five different people in those combines at the end of the year. So figuring download time, I'd go out to the monitors, download them onto the USB sticks, put them into my Apex, download it in there. It took about two hours. The data cleanup and ver verification. That took me 20 hours to do because one combine would be in the field and the other combine would be in the same field, but he'd have home farm field one, he'd have home farm field three. So then I had to merge those fields back together. And everyone knows with Apex or anyone that's used it, that takes a while. So it took me about 20 hours to verify and clean up that data. Then printing off all the maps and putting in a binder took me 30 minutes. So we add that up and I was making $26 an hour. That didn't cover anything. Then we had customer B. He was a one-man show. Basically, he was in charge of everything. He had him or one of his hired men who had been there for 15 years run the combine, so they knew everything. They ran 3,700 acres. Download time took about two and a half hours. Data verification and cleanup, 45 minutes, because they all knew what field they were in, and they were religious about changing that field every time. Printing and binding, again, 45 minutes. So I made $150 off that customer. So that was good. I'd like to have more customers like him. But I realized in my area, I don't. I have more customers like customer A. So there was no way I was going to succeed or make any money at this $600 flat fee. So I changed that out. Some of the current offerings I do, do a small per acre charge for printing those maps, just to basically cover my time of downloading that data, printing it, and putting in a binder. 
whether it's five cents, 10 cents, 15 cents, you know, covers the ink, the toner, the paper, that's not cheap anymore. Just something to recoup those costs there. Also have those setup charges in there. I charge now for setting up the monitor. It's not included in that map printing. I charge separately. Okay, if you want your client farm field in there, then I'm gonna charge you to set that up because it takes my time entering all that information into the display. Any variety locator or yield tracking, that's all done. And now we're using with, like I said, my John Deere, we're moving some people into that realm because it makes it a little bit easier. The data flows naturally with uh, JD Link. It'll go back and forth seamlessly and almost instantaneously. So it, it helps with the time that if the customer wants quick turnaround, those maps are there. But I am still using the Apex program. And we have a menu-based services. It's like you said, it's not an all-you-can-eat buffet anymore. It's, it's a menu. You pick and choose what you want, and then we'll add it up at the end. So here's kind of a little select an offering. Phone and email support. You know, anyone said trying to track the phone calls or anything, so I just include unlimited phone and email support in there. I do still have those packages, but then there's equipment setups that you have to pick from. Tillage, whatever you'd like, sprayer, row command. Some people, they, they love the row shutoffs, but then they get upset at you to no end when there's a gap at the end of the year or an overlap at the end of the year of this much. Well, when you got out there, did you go and dig seed? Well, no, I just got in and planted. So you can't do that. And that's, uh, this is kind of blunt, but stupidity should cost. I mean, there's mistakes and then there's stupidity. So if you're not going to get out there and you're not going to do these things, it's going to cost you. We had a, a conference uh, with the service department and parts department. We were talking about uh, our combine clinics. And, you know, they said, well, what can we do to limit those calls at the beginning of the year, those, those basic startup questions? You know, everyone has that one customer he calls every year. You know, he's out in the field and he wants to get going and he wants to get going. And on the contract call, I said, you got to charge them. They're never going to learn unless you charge them. If you keep giving it for free, they're always going to expect it for free and they're never going to learn anything. You charge that customer for that call or you charge that customer because it's a simple thing that you've told them five different times. That helps with that memory retention when it hits their pocketbook. So going back to those map printings, with that, I adjusted my settings. And um, basically, I went to the customers. I said, OK, we're going to do this new thing. And we're going to charge a per acre fee for printing the maps. And then I'm going to charge $100 an hour to do any verification or any data validation. And we went back to that one customer. and. Customer B was, was happy with that because he realized he'd actually save money. And implementing those things, customer B, his per hour cost actually went down. I lost a little bit of money on him. But customer A, implementing my um, current programs and charging that per acre fee and that hourly fee, his went way up. He went to, you know, from $26 an hour to almost $100 an hour. So he went from having to pay $600 from his maps to over $2,000 for his maps. And that was that whole thing, stupidity costs. And he realized when it started hitting his pocketbook, yeah, I should probably do this and, and select that. And like I said, it wasn't, some of it wasn't just mistakes. I was doing the things for him. I was putting in client, farm, and field, and he was just wholeheartedly ignoring it. You know, he would say for client, it was 2016 corn, and that was it. And everything else was in the farms and fields. and. So that's not mistake, that's just stupidity. 
So it cost him. So we do have you know, yield data, and that's the big data out there, but we can't forget about other data. There's machine data. I'm working, you know, finding some avenues with customers that have JD-Link terminals, the telematics terminals, that they can see this machine data and realize there is value in that machine data. And finding out, you know, he has a spreadsheet system for tracking fuel. Well, with the JD-Link terminals, we can track that fuel usage. So he said, if it'll eliminate my paperwork, it might be another cost that I can eliminate. And, you know, yeah, it's going to cost me to have the JD-Link terminals, but it'll save time in the long run. The biggest thing, you know, future offerings here, uh, talking about um, UAVs. There's a lot of data that you can have from UAVs. The biggest thing I'm finding is know your market. I was probably one of the first ones, if anyone knows, I jumped on and said, hey, UAVs are going to be great. They're going to be huge in the future. And I went in, I invested in it, and I kind of got humbled and realized I've sold one in the three years I've had them. And I haven't had the adoption because... I didn't know my market for the UAVs. And so I've kind of backed out of that realm and farmed it out to other people. There is still value. I do have two customers that are doing some UAV imagery, but it's, it's not as big as I had thought it was going to be. So with that, the menu services, you're, you're tailoring your offerings, um, like I said, to fit the niche customers. And pretty much all customers are niche customers. You don't have, everyone does the same thing, but they don't do it the same way. So that's why I went to the menu plan, because then you could pick and piece out each individual one and you create a whole package, create the whole solution for them. So continuing with the current offerings we have, but tweaking them, wireless technology, um, wireless data transfer, that's gonna help out. Like you said, how does it get there? Stork, data card, Aliens, the wireless technology will help out with um, forwarding that here. We'll get back to Phil's discussion shortly, but I did want to take a moment and again thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow the opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Reflecting on Phil's comments so far, he noted the value of not only making mistakes, but learning from them. And this was a point illustrated with the different pricing models for data management service the dealership tested. And this experimentation allowed the dealership to gain a better understanding for not only the best method to deliver services, but also the most profitable one for the company. 
And without a willingness to test the market with different platforms, the dealership could have easily chosen a service that wasn't practical or profitable. Let's get back now to the program and hear more from Phil Moskal on why data management is the easiest way to prove return on investment. Partnering with third parties. Um, I know, you know, some people, like they said, they have the agronomist on staff. Devin, you know, you have all those agronomists on staff. Our largest customer for our dealerships is a co-op that does that. And providing those recommendations, that's their job. And they are our largest customer. They are number one in part sales and service. And if we did that, we're stepping on the toes of our largest customer. How smart is that? So know your market. You, you got to realize that, yeah, some people may think this is good and I'll do it for occasional customers. You know, I'll, I'll sit down and, you know, one customer, he just wants me to write his prescriptions based off his previous year's yield. And he just says, yeah, this area, you know, around trees is always lower. So we dropped the population there and that's fine. But going wholeheartedly and whole hog and like I said, jumping in two feet like I did with the UAV market is not the thing we're going to do with that. But um, so data validation. Customers may ask why they're collecting all this information. It's, it's validating that data. It's proving the value. Um, I got a quote here. After the uh, New Year's holiday. So everyone gets those uh, precision farming dealer email updates. You know, the ones that used to have my pretty face on them going. Yeah. Thank Jack for taking it off. I got enough crap for that. But um, the quote that stuck out, it says, I want to help farmers in this area find the total solution that provides the ROI they need. I don't think anyone really provides that yet. So that's what customers are thinking. Data is the easiest ROI prover. You don't have to do anything different. You collect that data, whether it's the crop varieties, it, by doing side-by-side -side comparisons. You, you've done that before. You've planted two varieties in one planter. And you've gone along, you've mapped that. Now you're collecting that data, you're validating that. Well, variety A may yield variety B by five bushels per the acre. Would you not want to rather have variety B? If you had a whole field average of bushels, you didn't know what the different varieties yielded. Or you had little test plots that may be in certain areas. But a whole field variety tracker is the easiest way to prove data. Five bushels of the acre, I mean, a thousand acres of corn, 5,000 bushels at the end of the year, even at $3 per bushel. That's a no-brainer. It, it gets that system in that combine. It gets that foundation of data, and, and that's what you need. Um, test plots. Like Devin said, I, I'm jealous that he has a 1,200-acre test plot. I was just granted a 40-acre test plot. The, uh, the, one of our stores down in Janesville, it has 40 acres attached to the store, and we've basically determined that going forward, it's going to be the value we can get out of that 40 acres by doing different trials, by, by doing strip till operations or different tillage operations, you know, doing deep till or doing no till or doing conventional tillage, doing those three different operations and proving what machines we have that can do these operations and say, okay, if you do this, you're going to have this yield, or if you don't do this, you're going to have this yield. That validation, those test plots going forward are going to be much more valuable than the price we'd get for selling corn off that 40 acres. So what you also need to do is go out and find the experts. 
This is a soil map for Wisconsin. The red circled area is my territory. The area circled in black is where the irrigation dealers are from. It's called the Central Sands area of Wisconsin, if anyone knows it. It's quite sandy. Well, we do have some customers in my area that are running irrigation, and they're looking at water management through there. Their, their irrigation dealers are saying, well, you didn't run that pivot enough. Their crop consultants are saying, whoa, 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 we've got to slow down on the irrigation. We've we got to just relax here a little bit. So they're getting two conflicting information. So I went out and talked with a different dealer in Minnesota and found a crop consultant from that area. Very similar soil structures, but they're running a lot of irrigation up there. And he says, hey, go talk with him. And so I went out and I found that expert, and I'm the objective party. I am not trying to sell them irrigation. I'm not trying to sell them crop inputs. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying, hey, look, here's an outside expert. He knows irrigation. He knows what he's doing. You might want to talk with him. So how do you find the experts? It's with peer groups. I probably talk every week, if not daily, with dealers from Minnesota, South Dakota, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Canada. Bounce ideas off each other. It's not the dealer who's, you know, down the road a mile or something like that. I'm not, no offense to Jason, I'm not going to go talk to him and say, hey, what are you doing? Because he's in my backyard. And with these dealers that are in South Dakota or Minnesota, I can bounce those ideas off them with no fear of them coming into my territory and using them against me. So we're open and we're honest. It's, that's what you need to help grow this data revolution. What kind of was the process for moving from the flat rate to that, that more the, the second option where you had the, the, uh, the more hourly by customer rate? I was losing my ass on that customer. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw it there and I, $26 an hour. Well, that doesn't pay for me or my fuel or my insurance or anything. And I'm not going to be around if I keep doing that, you know. Granted, the, the IS department, didn't, especially within John Deere, has gone through a lot of changes. And I don't think anyone really has a grasp on it. But if you continue with that, if I, you know, grow the business and continue to make $26 an hour, whether it's myself or the one or two or five or 10 other guys I have in there, we're, we're never going to make money if it's $26 an hour. So everyone wants to make money. It's sort of a two-part question. How do you convince customers to spend time calibrating their yield monitor? And secondly, sort of hand-in-hand -hand with that, how do you convince customers that their data is valuable? I guess I, I've recently been going over the yield monitor calibration aspect of it. And, and talking with customers, do we really want to calibrate throughout the year? Or I'm kind of in the mindset of let's calibrate in the beginning, get it close, and then let's get those scale tickets. Because I don't care what the yield monitor says while you're driving along. I want to see those scale tickets. And then we can actually hard calibrate that data because if anyone knows going through yield calibration data, if you calibrate multiple times throughout the year, then you have to adjust those different calibrations for different times. And if we just have one calibration that we're working with and then we have those scale tickets, it's a heck of a lot easier to post-calibrate that data and get accurate results. So I'm starting to get more customers say, hey, let's just calibrate once at the beginning, get it close and, and ignore it. You know, we'll, get the, we'll, we'll see the highs, we'll see the lows, but the scale tickets at the end of the year are what matters. Are we seeing a, a 
three, five year, longer term play where we get these guys to aggregate good data sets year to year by field, however we want to do it based, you know, we've got good EM or Veris data that we're basing everything off of. We've got good yield data, good imagery, whatever it might be. And we can show that decision process throughout the season. If, if they get there and we hit a critical mass throughout the country or throughout North America, are the industries that are buying the product, the ADMs, the Monsantos, everybody, is there going to be a market for this at some point that may drive this entire industry forward that where in order a prerequisite to gather good data is that you've got a good GPS system, you've got a good precision ag system, a trusted advisor, everything's in line. Are we going to see the day where we may actually see a marketplace, might I say, of you know X number of dollars per acre for good data portfolios per field by the year to drive this entire industry forward? What's your opinion? I think no one knows what to do with all this data that's out there right now. We're aggregating the data, whether it's John Deere, Monsanto, you know, whoever, they're aggregating this data, and it's sitting there. And I, I am of the opinion that no one knows what to do with it, so it's, it's worthless right now to them. But when someone figures out how to filter you know, the three different varieties or get them into one solid form and they flip that switch, it's going to be a flood, and it will be worth a ton. Thank you, Phil, for sharing your experience and advice for developing a market for data management services. Those listeners who would like to see more of Phil's presentation mentioned during the program, please visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com slash podcasts. And once again, if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. And uh, feel free to go back and take a look at some of the uh, earlier episodes in this podcast series. Well, a big takeaway for me from today's program is the importance of having the flexibility and willingness to adapt in ways that will best serve your market. You know, as Phil mentioned, there are precision technologies like UAVs and wireless data transfer gaining traction as data collection and processing tools. So as dealers, it's, it's going to be important to have an understanding of how to integrate these technologies and certainly others that are going to be coming forward in the future into service offerings that are consistent with customer needs. Well, again, we'd like to, to recognize and thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for helping make this Precision Farming Dealer podcast series possible. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. Feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. You can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on August 18th for the next episode in our 2016 podcast series. 
debating the progress, practicality, and potential of autonomous vehicles in ag, where I had the opportunity to sit in with members of the Independent Precision Ag Alliance, and we'll hear from them sharing their unique perspectives on the use of autonomous technology in agriculture. Should be a good one. Well, for Phil Moskal, Farmer's Edge, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Simlicka. Thanks for listening.